0: All right, folks, here we go from Las Vegas. It is Sports Insider Radio. Go to sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing with you from Las Vegas. Our friends, John and Mike, johnsyndicate.com to join us here momentarily. And we have a fun topic, a fun show talking sports, which is what we love to do. And coming from Las Vegas this week, uh, clearly we do things with a very heavy heart with the events that had folded outside Mandalay Bay this past Sunday. We uh, are in the business of life moves on, but we do do things with a very heavy heart, and our thoughts and prayers are with all those that were lost, those that are injured, first responders, the brave police Uh, that went into harm's way, Uh, all the doctors, nurses, uh, everybody here, and the community that rallied around this cause, donating blood, people coming to help people uh, that were in harm's way. People went into harm's way to take people to the hospital. So uh, we do what we do, and the fortunate thing that we do uh, is talk sports. Uh, But we do do it this week with a very heavy heart, but we get back into the business of what we do as we move forward. And we welcome our friends, uh, John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. We invite you folks to check out Sports Insider Radio. one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine 209 1679 is our number. Hello, fellas. We're excited to talk sports. Rough week in Las Vegas, I will say that. But uh, we're all sticking together here and moving forward. Absolutely. You know, as they
1: say, uh, the show must go on, and I know that the lines are still being posted on the games, which means that it leads me to believe that it will probably be a healthy handle. And uh, just to give you a little interesting note, one of the largest weeks I had on record of people calling and subscribing and getting analysis and looking for advice was the week after the games were canceled, 9-11-2001, because basically what happens is you just – sports betting is one of those things where you don't have to leave your house. And if you just don't feel like dealing with the traffic and the drama anywhere in the country or the, the constant news media with the negativity replaying it over and over again, a lot of people, they increase their wagering well, habits and they, they look to make more money because it, it's something they can do, again, without leaving their house.
0: Well, the bottom line is sports is, is a very nice diversion. Uh, and it's something we enjoy doing. Uh, again, we do this with a very heavy heart this week from Las Vegas. Uh, but uh, sports—that's the beauty of it. Uh, Mike is—it's a diversion, and uh, it, we find entertainment. And people come together and you know huddle up in house parties or go out for a frosty beverage and watch games. And uh, you know, we love talking about it, especially here from Las Vegas, because we have the. Added bonus. It is who we are and what we do, and, and the games are on the board. But uh, the one thing uh, when we talk about sports with the baseball playoffs beginning, football, college football, uh, the NFL, college football, uh, the NHL gets underway. Uh, there are a lot of fun things for us to be distracted, entertained, and then we try to break them down for you.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, regarding the NHL, you know, it's the first season of the Vegas team. Of of all the teams being introduced in any sport in the league, you know, this is the first. So you have these players that probably, you know, would never be in Vegas to begin with, living in Vegas, dealing with this. And uh, now they have to deal with the psychological aspects of uh, beginning a season in Vegas.
0: And Well, the home opener will be Tuesday night. It will be a very emotional night here. Uh, and you're right. I mean, listen, the new NHL season begins. There are a myriad you of stories. no. There are a <laughs> good luck with that one. It sold out. I figured. Uh, I figured.
1: I, I know you. So there's.
0: I mean, I'm going to be there in
1: Vegas. So there's no reason why I can't go to the uh, game. I
0: can get you a great spot by the door, just outside the arena. I mean, I, I you know that I <laughs> that I can handle for you. But you know, the, with the, the new NHL season starting, there are a myriad of stories. Yes, the the Golden Knights, an expansion team. What will they look like on the ice? There's a big story uh, that I, I think everybody's watching very closely. The Colorado Avalanche have a star player, Matt Duchesne. His name has been on the trade market for the better part of a year and a half, and literally uh, it's possible that there's a deal that's cut. Uh, many people think he's not going to start the season there. Uh, if he does, it won't last long. So, uh, again, we watch injuries, we watch for trades, uh, we look at the number, we try to analyze you know, what opportunities exist, and it does not matter the sport. Absolutely, and, like I said, you know again
1: it, you know this is a this Vegas you've been there for how many years now i mean it it is a huge convention market. i don't you know you can't live in fear and you got to keep the ball rolling i actually got an um an alert regarding my flight after, by the time this radio show airs in certain segments around the country. I'll already be in Vegas, but the reality is is that you know they sent out an alert and they said, if you want to cancel your trip to Vegas. Due to the recent events, and I, no not way. only did I not cancel my trip to Vegas, I moved it up three hours so I could get to Vegas earlier. Good for you. So, you know, you know, it's just one of these things where you, you just can't let fear win, uh, regardless of where it is in the country. And... Uh, You know, again, you know, they say New York never sleeps, but Vegas never really sleeps. Um, So, you know, it's what I like to call the New York of the West. So uh, I I see good things happening for Vegas as we go forward. Outstanding.
0: I know you could have said it better. All right. Uh, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Another uh, week as we line up for football, the baseball playoffs. As I said, hockey starting. Uh, Keep us on our toes, and and I know you're knee-deep in the soccer, so there's all kinds of stuff to talk about today.
2: Well, sure, and uh, we're going to break down a few college games. We're going to break down a few NFL games. But leading up to it, I mean, especially with soccer right now, see, every year it's similar where soccer has these all individual leagues going on, but then they take a break for about two to three weeks where the other tournaments fill in this year are World Cup qualifiers. So all the teams, all the players from all the teams that are going, they're going to leave their teams, they're going to go to their national team, and they're going to do the qualification for the World Cup coming up um, next summer, so you know what happens is these guys that are playing on their individual team find you know they get that cohesion, but then when they go to the national team, they're playing with players they haven't played before. So if this is the sport where stats and data matters more than any other sport, because you're getting pretty much an all star team that goes back that aren't usually playing with each other. And if you find the right combination of players, you actually could do very well because the lines are not as sharp as they are with NFL when they have an entire week to get them to where the line should be with soccer. It goes day to day, and the lines just aren't nearly as sharp as other sports in the U.S.
0: All right. Let's talk NFL. And, John, as we sit here now heading into week five, all of a sudden we kind of have a grip on what we're dealing with. Some teams will still regress. Some teams will show improvement. But we're getting... Some surprise teams like the Rams well, and the Bills, you're getting teams that have stubbed their toe like the Bengals. We watched New England, who we know is a, has been a machine forever and a day, and yes, they can still score, but their defense can't stop anybody. So the adjustments from the odd oddmakers, it's out there, it's on the wagering board, and now, now we start to see, uh, you know, what we're really dealing with with these teams and then see an early line movement once numbers are hung.
1: Well, they always say NFL, they look for parity in the league. Here's your against-the-spread record going into this weekend, 31-31-1. 31 away teams have covered the spread. 31 home teams have covered the spread. One game's pushed, which was that Monday night football game with the Denver Broncos. So you've only had one push so far out of 63 games, and you're talking 50% parity. So if that doesn't tell you anything, now, nothing does. Uh, Regarding the dogs and the favorites... Dogs have a slight edge, fifty-seven percent, thirty-five and twenty-six against the spread, and the favorites, obviously, the reverse record, twenty-six and thirty-five. But what's compelling is there hasn't been any advantage home or away for the favorites. Um, the, the the away dogs have been covering the spread at a higher rate than than the home dogs. So, you know, again, like, but when you analyze everything, you're at 50% parity. That's how tough it is, and this is off the closing number. Granted, if you're playing the early number, you and I always say it's not what you bet, it's when you bet. And you understand that if you're listening to this and you're driving down the road in any state outside of Nevada and you're new to sports trading and trading as a business – there's a line on a game. These games come out after basically Sunday night football is over. Once the Monday night line comes out, you pretty much have the whole board for the following weekend. They start betting these games in Vegas and offshore, and they start moving the lines, and it's just a market like a stock on a on a, on a company stock. And so, yes, there's middling opportunities, but as I say, the opportunities a lot of times are on something. I know you like, Brian, the totals and also the obscure teams that are not favored to win the Super Bowl where you can get good value because you know early on they're probably not going to be in the playoffs and that goes the same for the non-top 25 teams in college sports whether it's in basketball coming up or whether it's in the current football
0: all right and we look at some of these numbers as we go through the week and you know we make these adjustments and we see where they're going to go and we'll try to get you ahead of the number but the bottom line is listen Uh, Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I was unlucky Uh, Monday night I had Washington in the under. (laughs) That may have been the the worst beat of all time that on one ridiculous play at the end of the game, uh, the side and the total changed. Uh, And you sit back and you go, why didn't Andy Reid just take the clock down to three seconds, kick the field goal, and go home? And he left those stupid four seconds on the clock. But you know what? Everybody gets... Everybody talks about the bad beat, but it, you know there are many that are out there and got a fortunate win, so it's kind of just the nature of the beast.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, 99 times out of 100, you're going to win that play. I mean, us personally, we had the over in the second half, and we had the Chiefs laying five and a half in the second half. So regardless of that outcome, we still had it covered because to that point of that crazy play, they were covering by six. So, but if you went into it, and again, that's just part of the game. You're going to get that every now and then. If that player doesn't do five laterals and he doesn't bobble the ball, there's seven to ten factors in that game at the end that they should have just fell on it. But the ball fell, and that's that's the luck factor that you can't control. But what you can control is trading the game at halftime, seeing that the total was, you know, they only scored 17 in the first half. So going over the total and getting close to that 48, was a better probability at halftime and then obviously the team that goes into the half that usually scores has the edge in the second half so we're sitting here and we're monitoring and on the east coast it's about 10 30 at night and we're hammering these games in real time and getting the best edge then watching the first half prevail and seeing which team in the second half is going to have the edge
0: all right, it is Sports Insider Radio, and you can get hold of the gang here. 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679, and you can go to sportsinsiderradio.com. And you guys have your little dream camera, and you actually see you guys running around doing your work. Yeah, well, like I said, that's what we do. We sit here, we
1: trade the games live in real time, and uh, the, look, the bottom line is this, is that this... Going into this part of the year where you have crossover, you have the MLB playoffs, um, um, I think it's uh, November 10th, college basketball is going to
2: begin. NBA the 17th.
1: NBA the 17th. So you have a lot of opportunities and a lot of ways to make money. And, again, like I said, people that are just accustomed to playing their favorite team, you know, for instance, if a guy's from Buffalo and he wants to play Buffalo every week. You know, I have no issue with that, Brian. But, uh, you well, know, wait whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: That guy is 4
0: whoa, 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 whoa. That guy would be 4 whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Uh, but he didn't do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. good, no, because you can't. That's the one thing. I am, yes, I'm a very big supporter of the Bills. I had them the first three weeks. I did not have them against Atlanta. And now, but you look at this team. But the one thing I will say is that uh, I did do some previews for some folks about the game, and that I, it was one I just said steer clear of, but it was a correlated parlay. And, and here's the thing, when you're breaking down games like that or a team like that, um, you know, if you've got doubts about, personally, I'm 70% of the time looking at totals anyway because I, my philosophy is uh, I can get a – how about it? I mean, here's the perfect example. I can get the bad bounce of the ball like happened on the Monday night game, but over the course of a 60-minute football game, I feel more often than night I'll be right with the pace of play in the game and feel that that's a personal thing for me. But it that Bills game was a correlated parlay. If the Bills were to, going to win that game, they had to shorten the game, so it would have been the Bills in the under. If the Falcons were going to win that game, they were going to dictate the pace and be up tempo and do what they normally do and roll at home, and it would have been Falcons in the over. So in that one example you guys bring up, you can find a team and then you can actually not only you can take the side and correlate it into a parlay with the total.
2: Well, Dad, and, and in the Bills matchup specifically, you know, Matt Ryan lost two of his biggest targets with Sanu and Julio Jones in the same game. And at that point, he had second, third stringers as his primary receivers that weren't getting open. I mean, literally, there was four or five times that I saw that he was getting close to the red zone that just nobody could get open. So that and, and, and game and is that's, obviously that's,
0: that's not wrong, Mike. I mean, and, and that is right, that they were limited to a degree. But it wouldn't have mattered if they had Jerry Rice and Fred Bolitnikoff out there because Ryan was getting knocked on the seat of his pants in a second and a half every time he went back to pass.
2: Well that and the Bills defense I mean Maroney's got those boys playing extremely well their secondary like we talk about every week is very strong their front seven can rush the passer with just four and that's a huge advantage to any team if you don't have to bring a blitz and you can get pressure with your front four it opens up the zone or the man and extra guys to cover in the second and third levels of the defense, which to a defense is is something that can win you games. And, and, I, and, and I, this I, week, and I'll just interject
0: I real, real quick. I'll interject it. That was a Freudian slip. Uh, it's McDermott uh, there now, Maroney. Sorry, McDermott. Yeah, no, right. no. Then I, I knew you knew it. It was the Freudian deal. And uh, but but there, there's another aspect of this. You can look at them. You can look at what the Rams are doing. I mean, new coaches that are actually having an impact on what these guys do. And I know, John, as you're trading games and looking at numbers, there are a million things you take into account. But I've always talked about when you try to find – and it's rare to find soft numbers on the board, I think especially when it comes to football. They're out there. Uh, but well, I just don't – don't, I, don't, I don't feel that when numbers are put up, I don't feel that enough stock is put into who the coaches are. I think special teams, if it's a third of the game, teams that are week in and week out good on special teams, win field position battles, it enhances their chance to win, or if they're always horrible on special teams, that factors in. So that's what we always talk about, the game within the game, that you can crunch numbers all day long, but you can also find some opportunities out there.
1: Well and that's one of the, so talk about finding opportunities. If you look at the overall stats in college football straight up, not against the spread, road teams are not winning. Basically, home teams are winning. I didn't say covering, I said winning. Home teams are up on almost a hundred 100 games, 115 games. 225 and 115. That means teams are not traveling on the road and winning at the at the at the other at the on the road location. And so but you have you can't just blanketly say that because if I tell you right now there's a team this weekend that is three and one straight up two and zero oh on the road straight up two and zero oh against the spread straight up that would be the University of Maryland and now ah. they're getting thirty and a half against Ohio State so where everybody's just quick to lay that heavy number you know again talk about following Buffalo obviously we're in Baltimore Maryland and I'm I'm in Vegas half the time but following Maryland for instance they came out of the box I believe they beat Texas and then they came up Mike who you've informed me they they uh, they beat Texas as a 15, Minnesota last week right is a 15 point dog last week what was the line of that game
2: Mine was high. It was Seventeen.
1: Seventeen. They won the game outright. And so again, you can't just do make blanket statements like teams don't win on the road because if thirty three percent of the teams are not, uh, you know, sixty six percent of the teams are not winning on the road, you got to key in where there's value and understand that the line maker is going to suck the line up because they know that overall people are looking at the overall picture and they're not they're letting teams slip like maryland with such a high number i'm not saying maryland's going to cover but i certainly wouldn't want to be laying 30 and a half against a team that has showed they have no fear at all
0: not only covering
1: but winning the games out right on the road
0: as big dogs I, you mentioned it and we've talked about this for years as we've done stuff oh by together. the way
1: ohio state's oh and three against the spread at home this season go ahead i'm uh, sorry
0: yes i was going to say that uh you know listen there's nothing wrong with taking teams you follow or the region you're in and the knowledge you possess because simply of the wealth of information that's out there uh, and then that ability to get a read on them. And, Mike, I talk to you all the time. I think you always have a phenomenal read on what the Baltimore Ravens are going to do. And there's a unique unique circumstance this week. I mean, here's Baltimore going to Oakland, and Baltimore is a mess right now, but they go cross-country to face Oakland who has Derek Carr injured and E.J. Manuel in, and Oakland's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The drop-off and the difference in the numbers got to be three-and-a-half, four points from Carr down to Manuel, and on top of that, it goes down below and through a key number.
3: Well,
2: and, you know, Baltimore this year, obviously they're, you know, they, they called that a home game in, um, in London, which it wasn't, so they're one-and-one one on the road this year. But they, the teams that they beat, as we see with the Browns and the Bengals, aren't all that. So I still don't know how this. This Baltimore team's mediocre. They have no offensive line. Um, losing Yanda for the year is going to be their downfall. Their receivers are just not getting open. The run game is sporadic. And defensively, they've been, uh, you know, as I talked about three, four weeks ago, when I thought they truly had one of the best defenses in the league. They're giving up a lot of big plays. They're not rushing the passer. We have the most injured players on our I.R. than any other team in the NFL this year. So, you know, with that being said, a lot of backups are getting a lot of more time than they're used to getting, and it might take them a few weeks to adjust, but going cross-country, playing against the new quarterback, it could be a good thing or a bad thing because they haven't been able to game plan for E.J. Manuel because they haven't seen him play this year. So that first week with a quarterback coming in, it could go either way where a team is really good because – the guy's just clicking and he's played with the second team and he just clicks with the first team, or it could just be a disaster. But the Khalil Mack and um, Irvin pass rush to Flacco, personally, I think is going to be too much. And the Ravens being not a good team on the road predominantly, traveling across country, I just can't take a team. And, look, I'm a diehard Ravens fan. I just can't see myself taking them at all traveling, you know, across the country. Well,
1: here's what I would say is if you're driving down the road and you're listening to this show, call us at 800-209-1679. And I'll throw in another interesting. because here's why. Here's how hard it is. You should be up so much money following our advice in college football that by, by the time the NFL comes, you're putting the cherry on the Sunday. Brian, how many teams are favored by one point this weekend in college football? I'll give you the answer. None. (laughs) <laughs> How many teams are favored by one point in the NFL this week? I'll give you the answer. And I've never seen this before ever. Five. Kansas City, five. <laughs> I love when you ask questions one.
0: I love when you ask questions that I don't have to answer, thank you. <laughs>
1: well it's great. I mean That's Do great. you remember do you remember ever seeing a board where Kansas City's one, Dallas is one, Rams are one, Colts are one, Cleveland's one? I've never seen it. I can't remember. And, and the, Detroit. And Detroit.
0: And the maybe, thing, oh,
1: maybe seven games are won this week.
0: And the funny thing is, when, when you talk about that, pick one uh, or you get to four and a half, five, those are dead zones where numbers move pretty quickly. So that, the, those could be fluid numbers, all of those games, leading up to kickoff. So when you bet, as we say all the time, is, is as important sometimes well, as who you bet.
1: And this goes back to when you're betting to make money as opposed to, as we said uh, with the you know, horrible events that just transpired, sports can be a diversion. But when you're actually trying to make money and add wealth to your bottom line with sports, and I look at the college board and I say there's not one team. The lowest spread I can find is two and a half in college Football. And when I see total parity, that tells me trading the game within the game is where the edge is, the second-half wagers, and trading totals um, in, in the NFL is where you want to be because you don't even have middling opportunities. Like you said, I mean, maybe you do. But, but the reality is, I mean, let's go back to your Buffalo team. Uh, they're, they're plus three on the road at Cincinnati. It's a hard key number. They're the only game on a hard three. There's absolutely no sevens this week in the NFL. So if when you're trying to arbitrage and you're trying to take a position and stand on both sides of the game, all you got right now is Cincinnati, if you can grab two and a half and Buffalo at three and a half at well, a later date.
0: I would say this. Uh, okay, since we're talking about that game, and it would be a prime example, if you look at the numbers, sometimes you can look at it and get a read you know on on our many years out here kind of on both sides of the counter from the odds making perspective and then you know power ratings and and things of that nature you can look at the number i mean just sometimes you'll just kind of know what the public's going to do but you could look at a number and pretty much analyze what it's going to do that game is cincinnati minus three even and and a lot of places now there were some properties where it was three and a half. So early on, and again, we always warn people, don't go nuts with what you just last witnessed. Cincinnati, by the way, had been horrible, was one of the plays of the week last week, laying three against Cleveland. So Cincinnati got things right last week. But again, take it with a grain of salt because of who they played. That being said, there's a ton of talent there. But the fact that it's minus three and even, I would think means that if that's a game you're looking at, there will be a time. What it closes... It may close on three, but I would envision on several instances at various properties uh, here in Las Vegas and all around the globe that two-and-a-halves will pop up at some point. So if if Cincinnati's your play, patience would be a virtue here because I do think you'll see two-and-a-halves at some point.
1: Right, and the flip side is when a line supposedly moves against you, if you have your number, for instance, I know some sharp guys that already played Cleveland early in the week, minus one and a half. They are not one bit concerned that the game is down a pick in most places. They know that the majority of that money coming in on the Jets is public money. And so when you're taking a stand on a game and you have to be confident in what you know that not the number is, but what the number should be, a lot of these guys are going to double down and get an even better number. They're hoping it even goes to Cleveland from minus one and a half to now pick to maybe Cleveland plus one and a half, depending upon how much money comes in. You could You could literally trade both sides of that game. There was an opportunity like that in preseason with the San Diego Chargers and the middle hit. So if you know your number and you know what your number should be and you're confident, you take that stand on that number, you're not going to get shaken out off a game just because the line moves when a lot of times that movement is based upon exactly what you said, what they saw last week. And they saw the Jets put up 17 points. Even though they didn't win the game against Seattle, they held their own. They were able to score. And then they saw Cleveland, you know, lose 20-31 to 31, um, to the Redskins. And so they're saying, well, it's let me grab the points early in the week against the dog. I, I don't buy it. you got to know your number and take a stand.
0: It's Sports Insider Radio. Go to sportsinsiderradio.com. The number to call is 1-800-209-1679. More from Las Vegas in a moment.
3: Don't stall, make the call 1 800 209 1679. 1 800 209
0: 1679. Easy money! You snatch that cash, you're right into your stash of easy money. you got out of control, and your son just so easy money. All right, folks, back with you in Las Vegas sports insider radio go to sports in writer sports insider radio.com and the number to call is 1-800-209-1679 as we get back to our friends john and mike in baltimore i'm brian in vegas and we look to college football fellas and with each passing week the deal is you know the high-end teams they can afford a loss early Uh, But then the pressure mounts, we get all these situations that arise, and that could be look-ahead spots, sandwich spots, letdown spots, things that maybe uh, aren't just blanket plays. But, you know, a lot of times, again, you take the coach into account, a guy that can maybe negate those kind of things. But history repeats itself year in, year out in college football, and it's identifying those and, again, trying to be ahead of it uh, before the number moves against you, fellas.
2: Well, right, and you know, with, with college, you could really find a lot of spots where, like you said, the look-ahead, where a lot of these teams are looking ahead to the bigger opponent in the division, and they get a game where it could be a letdown game, and they're just not ready, and they get hit in the mouth. And even if they don't lose that game in the first half, they really don't show up. The other team, it's like they're, you know, it's their Super Bowl. It's their biggest game. It's their national championship because they don't get to play the talent. And like the LSU game. I mean, they, Troy comes in there, they, you know, they spent a lot of money just to actually play LSU, and they come in there and they beat them in Baton Rouge, and they had no expectation for that, and they just lose outright. So there's a lot of spots in college football where these obscure teams that are not on the national level come into one of the, the big stage, and they beat or at least cover the first half. So again, it's important to trade in the first half and know what you're doing because these teams a lot of times just don't really care, and then at halftime they get the pep talk, and they come out in the second half and they win the game. They don't cover the spread, but they at least win with their talent alone, but you can get a lot of value trading first halves only.
0: Well, I will throw one. You said their game of the year, or one of them, and one we always talk about uh, are the military academies. There are a number of things, and we, you know, Kenny White is not with us this week, uh, but Kenny's always talked about it, and it's always been a very salient point. And that is just by the nature of what the kids at Army, Air Force, and Navy go through on a daily basis with their routines at school, uh, their requirements, their discipline. The one thing you generally get, and, and they're still young men and maybe fall prone to letdowns and things of that nature, but you will never, never get a military academy school out there, that lays down and quits in a football game. And you have Air Force and Navy this week. And Navy was thought of high. There were suggested openers out there of 12, uh, which is a ridiculously high number for Navy. Uh, This number is now coming down. Seven and a half is kind of the consensus. It's not going to shock me in any way, shape, or form to see this thing uh, get to seven. And the total on the game is 53. Now, Air Force is uh, struggling to a degree, at least in the results department, with a one and three record. Uh, But these two teams, they will go at it, uh, hammer and tong. And as long as you're above that touchdown number, uh, John. I mean, there are spots where the hook is important. This might be one of those spots at seven and a half. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know me. I'm not going to lay seven and a half, and I'm not going to take seven. I always look to grab the half a point, whichever side it benefits me. I never want to be getting what I call hooked. I never want to lose a game by a half a point. Seven and a half is seven is one of those key numbers where I'm just brutal about it, uh, and three, I, you know, I'll lay the three and a half. Of, if if we make a number and we think the game should be five or more, I'll lay the three and a half. Um, but um, seven, I just can't justify because by accident, it could just land on seven, you know, wh- by hook or crook you know you just too many times in my young wagering career i i was sitting there shaking my head going you talk about a bad beat on monday and to your point with saying kenny you know kenny's not on the show today kenny actually he had the over in the game and like he said yesterday to me he said i just got lucky you know sometimes you just go so forever the, the bad beat is really a one-sided statement because for if if it goes true to form Probably fifty percent of the people were crying and fifty percent of the people were jumping up and down yelling. No, I <laughs> how well, great and, it was.
0: Well and and I would say this too.
1: Um and again we had that fifty percent just with you and him on the on the panel of this radio show. You were you lost, he won, and there's your fifty percent. Uh which game? He had the over on Monday night.
0: Oh, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I, you know, and that, and that's fine. I mean, you can have a right side loser and it stings, but I mean, but at my the, point at the, is, he said, lock, he said, "I got know, exactly. He said, "I got." No, exactly, and he rest. knows yeah. it. Hey, there, there are. Listen, there again. When I'm going to lose, I swear. I, I hope. I, I hope it's like yeah, I lose by forty points. I mean, I just get it over with. If it's but bad, one of, but one of the was, intangible, com- right? And one of the intangible components,
1: you know, isn't covered enough on other radio shows. Is people revenge betting? And, and not managing their bankroll because they get emotionally involved, or they cross a team off as if it's a if it's a a, a, a love affair that they just broke up with this team, you know. So, for instance, if you lost on Monday night, you, you you I've seen people literally call our office and say, "Do not ever give me that team again," and then they go to cover the next <laughs> well, seven games in a row. Well,
0: but I mean, like you said, okay, the Monday night thing. I mean, that's that's part of it. These things happen. I um, mean you know, you, you know it, it, it was it fun no but you you know I, I all you can do at the end of the day is laugh well you know uh and when we talk about college football uh you think of the marquee games you know me fellas. I mean I love the MAC I like the Sun Belt uh I like the Mountain West. I like the smaller conferences uh might might play last week uh it was Ohio and UMass over the total the total was 51, I think it went up to 52 and a half. They covered the total at halftime. That's great. Wouldn't wouldn't it be great if they were all that easy and then you turn around and you get pitchforked on a Monday night? But that's that's the deal here. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Well, yeah, and again, like I said, I've seen teams, who, and, and from
1: you're you're a professional, Mike's a professional. I think I'm a professional. I know Kenny's a professional. And one of the things to be a professional and to treat this as a business as you would in the financial markets, I think, is to have an absence of emotion. You almost have to wear two hats for you and for you and Mike. An example: you have to wear the hat of a Buffalo fan. And then you have to wear the hat of should I wager on Buffalo even though the three and and0 against the Spread. Hey, Mike has w- the wager wager, of, hey, wager, I'm a rape.
0: wager against them if it's the right side. So
1: listen, I had a client call me, he has fifty yard line seats in one of the NFL stadiums. He says, Do not ever give me the team that I have the fifty yard lines, you know, license for because I won't bet against them. I said, Well, if your team is laying ten points why can't you have it both ways? Why can't you take the dog and root for your team to win from one to nine? And he thought about that. And he, said, you know, you got a point. But people literally make emotional decisions because look, it is a diversion. It is a source of entertainment. People buy the direct ticket packages. People pay a lot of money for their seat licenses. And I can see somebody getting irritated. But what I won't, what I can't deal with, when a client calls up here and he's looking for advice, is he says, "I graduated from." XYZ college 25 years ago, and I won't bet against them. Really, guys? I mean, look, enough is enough. You know, you have to be willing to... To, to go with it and say information is there, there's a line set on a game for every reason, either side can cover, and if you're going to talk about rooting with your pom-poms for the team winning straight up, I get that, but really to make a decision to take money out of your pocket um, because you're letting something like that, it just doesn't make sense, especially when your team is the favorite and they, they can win, but they don't have to cover. And I think that's where a lot of newbies uh, lose sight of the emotional aspect. If, you're, if you love Ohio State, and you're laying thirty and a half points, and I gave you Maryland this weekend, and you went to Ohio State. Uh, it's okay. Maybe they'll just win by twenty five points. <laughs> you see what no, I'm saying?
0: Right? No, I listen. I get it. And listen, it's SportsInsiderRadio.com. One eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. I would I would just say to those people that are out there that you just described, and and they're going to call you and. Uh, listen, no, they will after listening to this. Go well, ahead. but but they're going to call and, and and but anybody that comes in with that mindset, like I'll never bet against my team, but you know, come hell or high water, they're going to they want to bet the game that their teams involved in, but they'll never bet against their team. Well, honestly, it uh, it is an option, <laughs> their side and total. So if if you just in your heart of hearts, I'm not betting against my team, you know, on those days. If you can determine what the pace of play in the game is you can bet the over or the under and you're still rooting for your team and you don't feel like you sold your sold there to bet against your team the total's another option in-game wagering is an option when you think of the the myriad of options that are on a wagering board for each and every game now is unbelievable well you know you talk about in-game wagering and by the time people listen to this
1: it'll be probably five days after the fact of the first wildcard playoff game where the Yankees were $240 favorite against the uh, Minnesota Twins and I took a position on the Yankees after they were at the bottom of the first inning when they were down 3 nothing. now did I think they were going to immediately tie it up? No but the thing was instead of laying $220 because of the in-game option if you're treating this as a business I basically laid even money so I, I wait uh, top of a first inning and I get a team that's minus $240 i am laying now even money because I'm letting the game actually start So in the old days... 1917 1977 you know you had to bet it and forget it now it's it's 2017 and if you can use the technology that has been gifted to us in this because we are basically just as advanced as any financial trading service just as advanced as any hedge fund investing or mutual fund investing we have the screens as you and i both know uh... uh, over a db we have uh, the option screens we see stuff moving in real time while i am literally talking to you on the air i am watching games move on sunday and i'm going to tell you right now it's just so because it'll be relevant uh dallas just went from one to two and a half in some places so let's talk about that game dallas and green bay huge fan bases um one of those two teams is where my client owns the 50 yard line seats ironically but let's you know these people are diehard fans Green Bay Packer fans everywhere in the world. I see people with Green Bay Packer stickers when I'm driving up and down the Vegas Strip. I see people with Dallas Cowboys stickers when I'm driving up and down the Strip. So, When you see a game like that moving three, four days before a game, a lot of times that's emotional money, not pro money.
0: Wouldn't you agree, Brian? Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, No doubt about it. And there's that mixed bag. What is pro money? What is the public doing? Uh, uh, When you talk about Futures. I mean, most professionals, uh, they're looking to play the unders because most, most of the time only bad things can happen in terms of injuries and things that give you maybe, again, finding value in a number. If, if you're on the fence with something, you would generally lean towards the under uh, well, because, because injuries are a factor.
1: It's interesting where there's a group that we do with in Las Vegas. They're about ten minutes from your office, and I think last week he gave me all unders in every total that he gave me. And, and he did not win every game. Obviously, he uh, he he lost quite a few of them. But I, I said to him, I questioned him. You're like I said, what, you, you know, talking about loving a team. How about loving a certain position? I said, Do you love the unders? And he he came back with exactly. It's a segue into exactly what you said. He's a professional and. And, and the public is looking for high frequency, high scoring action, and they're rooting for the over. He said, "Look, stomach stomaching betting the under—you're waiting to lose, basically. You know, you're, you know. They, there's a joke: if you have the dog and you have the under when the when the first snap of any game, you're a winner. You're two and zero.
0: Oh. All right, and you're waiting,
1: and you're waiting to lose." So you know you got you have to be willing to deal with that and understand where their value is in these numbers because these numbers keep moving.
0: You know you always throw the uh, the statistics out which are pertinent. Uh, you know if it's the uh, you know the over the under favorites or dogs things that have trends and one thing that we always talk about are home underdogs and there's a game uh, this week. I told you I mentioned that you get out of conference games. You've got uh, Colorado State and they're. At Utah State, who all of a sudden has won a couple of games in a row, and their offense is putting up some big numbers, and you get Utah State catching. Uh, there's your hook again, John. Seven and a half at home, there you go. At, and, and that 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 half is big. And this is a, a Colorado State team uh, that has kind of gone in and out, win loss win loss win. Uh oh, <laughs> you know. But that there's that hook. Again,
1: and home and again, dogs. You got it. You you have to look to take the hook on the dog side. You want an amazing home dog statistic, Brian? For everybody listening, eighty-one teams have played at home that have been underdogs this season. Brian, I won't. I'm going to let you answer. See if you know how many of those eighty-one home dogs actually have won straight up so far this season. Straight Not road up road dogs, at, at, home dogs.
0: Uh, home dogs uh, of a touchdown or more. You're saying?
1: No, just period. Won the game.
0: Oh. Uh, Oh, I'll go.
1: I'll say. I'll, I'll say. It's,
0: I'll say it's pretty close to fifty-fifty. I'll go. I'll go. I'll You're go four, for. This? I'll go. Maybe the, they might for have this? won more. I don't know. I'll say forty. Thirteen and
1: sixty-eight. Oh, they're 16, getting pumped. The home dogs. I didn't say covering. I said winning straight up. So for all you money line bettors that are looking to take that home tee and then add a little bit of money line action on it. You're not faring that well this season. Can you imagine that, Brian? 13 teams have actually won outright as a dog, but then you have teams like Maryland that have traveled on the road as huge dogs and have won outright. The record away dogs is not really that much better. It's 16% for the home dogs. It's 17 it's really 18% for the away dogs, and I have a, th- a theory of why that is. My theory, and I'll let you expound on, it, is that the away dogs are usually higher underdogs than the home dogs. And the team that's at home is not really giving them much respect. Ah, this is going to be an easy game. This is going to be a walkover game. We're going to kill Maryland. And then all of a sudden they get blindsided. And once that team takes the lead, the momentum leads them and they wind up upsetting them. That's where you get the true upsets or with the teams that are away. With the home dogs, I think it's the other way around. The other team comes in loose. They know they're a better team. The home team thinks just because they have their crowd behind them, that's enough, and it usually isn't enough. And the line is usually much smaller on the home dog, three, four, five, up to about nine. You're getting these huge road favorites, uh, excuse me, road dogs that are going into a position, as Maryland is this week, getting 20, getting 30, it, and then and then, all of a sudden they, they get ahead and they just blindside the, the, the better team.
0: Hey, the one thing we've talked about, we uh, say it all summer long, and as football season's about to begin, you know, there could be people out there that have been playing baseball and doing great with it all year long. Uh, then football comes and baseball goes on the back burner. Well, the playoffs are high profile. Games take forever, uh, but there are still opportunities that exist out there uh, with high-profile teams, the Dodgers with a great year, uh, you know The Cubs are – maybe the Cubs are sneaky. Yankees, now th- they've got an opportunity. Are the Yankees with their power sneaky? But you look at the American League, Mike. Um, you know, Boston and Houston, uh, these teams were kind of on a collision course for a long time. Cleveland's played amazing baseball. Now they face the Yankees. There's still plenty of opportunities out there to get involved playing baseball.
3: Well,
2: right. And, like, last night we had the over, which was over literally in the third inning – we're not going to lay two and a quarter, 240 on a favorite. I mean, we're just not going to do that. And so there was a lot of value. The line was small. It was at seven. So the total. And they just expected it to be a very tight and pitching matchup. But what happens in the playoffs, some teams have been heating up leading up to the playoffs. And the Yankees have been hitting the breaks off the ball all of September. They weren't going to slow it down. And realistically, the total was easy, in my opinion. I think we had it Early, where we thought the total would go up to ten and twelve, which it literally went up to, in terms of total runs. Where we when we got in at seven, it was just that's where we try to find Listen,
1: value. Current odds as of the time of this recording of this radio show: number one to win the World Series, Dodgers; number two, Cleveland; number three, Houston. And number four, before the Cubs, Brian, right in our backyard, the Washington Nationals.
0: Yeah, and the Harper out forever and see, see if they can uh, you know, get it going. Right, but those opportunities exist. And the other thing we want to mention, uh, the NHL season, first week of action in the NHL. Uh, there are opportunities. I, w- I always say to people. You're going to get me a ticket to the game, Brian? Uh, yeah, I, I've already made a call during the commercial break. Uh, and, indeed, I do have that spot for you just outside the door beautiful. I know I can get the shirt, though. The shirt now, should be now, easier than the you ticket. might be able to talk your way in there. there I'll, I'll say yes minus $1.20. Okay, you'll find. I'll take it. <laughs> but the, listen, the one thing I would also say, and I don't know how you guys treat it. I mean, maybe football's a bit of a different animal. Uh, but I do believe, like, uh, NBA, NHL, uh, I think you should proceed cautiously in the first two, three weeks of a season to find out who's shaking the rust off, who's ready to come out of the gate good. I think uh, at the beginning of an NBA season, at the beginning of an NHL season, I think you need a sample size uh, to a degree. That doesn't mean there are games you pass on, but I think generally speaking, I think it is wise to tread lightly, realize what you're actually doing. So you discount preseason?
1: You discount all these uh, exhibition games? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Absolutely, I mean, there there are teams that are playing virtually three quarters of their prospect list against teams that are actually fielding a team that's going to mirror what they're going to be in in the regular season. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it does take give, you know there'll be some spots you go now. Historically, these two teams and the talent that's on the ice, yeah, here's an opportunity. But generally speaking, after two two and a half three weeks, then you kind of know what you're dealing with. And so I'm just saying, I, I would just say tread lightly, be cautious. It's a long season, another marathon, not a sprint.
1: Absolutely. Well, like I say, you know, I, again, when you're when you're, uh, if you're obsessed with the NFL football, you know, we have an old saying here. NFL stands for not for losers. NFL should be for the winners that won Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And again, they're looking to add that cherry on top of the Sunday on sunday to just wait all week and i know players that are new to this game a lot of them they only play the nfl and now they're making their life that much harder brian they're playing monday they're playing thursday and they're playing sunday and what i often say to my clientele is i would love to go to work monday thursday and sunday unfortunately this is not even it's more than the stock market it's a seven-day market where there's opportunity seven days a week so uh, the message i would leave everybody when you're listening to this if you go back and listen to it online or near the other cities is treat your betting as a business and understand it is a seven-day market and the nfl in reality is sunday and then you get your little monday night your thursday night game and that's fine but that's not where you're going to make you shouldn't be looking to make the majority of your profits with one
0: sport all right give them the phone number tell them about SportsInsiderRadio.com, guys
1: Yeah, they can call right here. Each and every day we're here at the office, you have access to all of our plays. And like I said, you can go to sportsinsiderradio.com, listen live, 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. We're open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. seven days a week in Las Vegas. That's 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on the East Coast in lovely Baltimore, Maryland.
0: All right, John and Mike, johnsyndicate.com sportsinsiderradio.com i'm brian blessing don't forget our good friend kenny white we'll be back with you again next week guys have a great weekend and we'll talk and to I'll you i'll see again. you at the hockey game next week you got it sounds like a plan fellas uh check it out SportsInsiderRadio.com. com.
4: hey this is former odds maker kenny white now on your side of the counter
3: Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Save big every day with the legendary Radio Shopping Show here on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and at KSHP.com.
2: USA Radio News with
4: Jason Wirt. So it was numerous electronic items, uh, additionally five handguns and two shotguns and a plethora of ammunition.
0: Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo speaking with reporters yesterday, many questioning how the gunman in the Las Vegas shooting was able to get so many weapons into his hotel room without anyone from hotel security noticing something was going on. President Trump is in Las Vegas today. He'll be meeting with paramedics and police officers who responded to the shooting. He'll also go to the hospitals to meet with victims of the shooting. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is calling out NBC for reporting what he calls fake news that he was about to leave the Trump administration. First, my commitment to the success of our president and our country is as strong as it was the day I accepted his offer to serve as Secretary of State.
4: NBC had reported that Vice President Mike Pence had to talk Tillerson into staying.
1: USA Radio.